0: good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the Word of God? Welcome to the podcast today. How is your morning going? How is your day going? I don't know when you listen to this. People tell me frequently they just listen at different times during the day. Sometimes they'll listen to a whole week at one time. I guess they're gluttons for punishment, but uh, I'm glad that you're able to be here today and I hope these times are helpful to you. Again, if there's something that's been a blessing to you, don't hesitate to drop me a line at pastornason at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. If you have a special prayer request that you would like to offer up, uh, this podcast is available on Tuesday. I often go to my prayer chair, I call it, in my study on Tuesday mornings to just take the time to pray, and to just basically, as prayer requests come in, I I am in that uh, chair, and I'm praying, and I'm just raising these things before our Lord. Prayer is so vital, and uh, it does change things, and I know it has in many people's lives. They've testified of that, and I know it has in mine as well. So I encourage you, if you want to share something with me, uh, it doesn't go out anywhere other than my eyes, but uh, I want to pray for you and ask God's intervention on your behalf and uh, hopefully that will be a blessing to you so uh, if you have a question if you have uh, uh, a a biblical verse from scripture that you've read don't don't hesitate to drop me a line ask me the question Uh, may make that a subject of the podcast at some point I plan these things out uh, usually a few weeks at a time and I hope that uh, maybe that can be if you're asking the question somebody else probably is as well (laughs) I have been looking at the book of Exodus and the times that we find a repetitive phrase going through Exodus, and that phrase is, is, quote, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. And when you see that phrase, it's good to take the opportunity to look at the context in which it occurs, and you find out God has given you direct statements about how you could know Him better. We looked last time at, An essential to knowing God is experiencing His miraculous power in your life through your own salvation, through redemption, Uh, that you've experienced how He saved you from your sin. He's forgiven you of all the rebelliousness and the hatefulness in your heart uh, as you bent the knee to Jesus Christ and asked Him and acknowledged Him as Lord of your of your life. So you are a genuine disciple, and that redemption gives you an essential knowledge of God without which you can't really know Him very well. There are a lot of people that know of things about God, but they don't know Him personally. And I mentioned to you that another way of personally experiencing God's miraculous power is through His provision and the way He meets your needs and the way He doesn't allow you to go hungry, but He takes care of you. He never promises everything our, what we want, but He does promise that He would take care of our necessities of life. Uh, and, and that's one of the ways that you see God's uh, that you know God by seeing His power in his provision. I would suggest second of all, another great way that Exodus highlights uh, an essential to knowing God is in the 29th chapter of the book of Exodus because you go through and most of you are familiar with the with the story of the Exodus and how God leads his people out of Israel. And when he does so, you'll remember that they go rather through some rather rough patches. They're going through the, the uh, Red Sea. They're going out into the wilderness. They're wandering around. Uh, they are trying to get their bearings as far as this newfound people of God, this new covenant that God has made with them. You come to Exodus chapter 20, and Moses is getting the, the Ten Commandments from God himself, and then all of the rest of the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses, uh, God reveals to Moses, and they make this covenant with God. Uh, we understand that, that in that passage of Scripture in chapter 29 uh, and verse 46 is where you find this phrase repeated again, and it's actually the last verse of Exodus 29. The Bible says, I'm going to back up just a little bit in verse 44. It says, I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar i will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office so what's happening is here in these this passage is that God has established the sacrificial system for the children of Israel to come into the presence of God, that you can't just approach Him any old way, you can't run into His presence uh, in a flippant kind of con- uh, uh, mentality, but that there is a prescribed process for coming into God's presence that is very, uh, very restrictive. God is concerned that we understand His holiness and how, how just and pure and right he really is. And for sinful beings to rush into his presence is just an incredible insult to the character of God himself. And so God is saying here in Exodus 29, I'm going to set apart this tabernacle that the people of God may be able to come and approach me. But the altar will be set apart for Aaron and his sons to minister in the priest's office. Uh, and the people he says in verse 45 I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God and then in verse 46 listen to this and they shall know that I am the Lord their God that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt that I may dwell among them I am the Lord their God So what this is saying is that you, an essential to really knowing God is to experience his divine presence. After all, that's what the tabernacle was all about. It was the presence of God among his people. And God said there's a way that you'd go about that. But when you experience my presence with you, you will know who I am. And boy, if you've read the scripture, you can really sympathize with this. Uh, the, 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 the lightning and the smoke and the, the shaking of the earth and all the things that are there. Uh, the, the tabernacle itself with the, the law of God being uh, there in the Holy of Holies. And God is saying that my divine presence will be with you because I'm going to make a way for you to live with me and me with you. You know, really, as we extend that into the New Testament, that's also a foreshadowing of the Holy Spirit Himself. That in the New Testament, when our Lord said in John 14, 15, and 16, chapters 15 and 16 in particular, He said that uh, he would leave us another comforter, one who would be with us at all times. As a believer today, you have that precious promise of experiencing the divine help of the presence of God in the person of the Holy Spirit. Can you testify to that? Can I get a witness to that today? How many of you have had opportunities to witness or opportunities to tell others about Christ? Maybe you didn't even know what to say. You were just at a loss for words. And the Holy Spirit just gave you remembrance of scripture passages that really spoke to your heart so that you could give people that scripture. How many of you experienced times where you were afraid to make a right choice and to avoid temptation and to live in the power of the... You know, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the presence of God in your life that strengthens you to do what does not come naturally to you. To be in the presence of God, that's when you know that you're living with God you're living in his presence you're knowing him you're growing in the and isn't in the old testament that was the purpose of the tabernacle to help the people to understand how vital a uh, living in God's presence it, sometimes I'll say from the pulpit in my church live like Jesus is real and he is I think all believers, even you today, may need to hear this. I don't know where you're going. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what your obligations are today. But can I just remind you through this podcast that Jesus is not a luxury. He is a necessity. He's not something, you know, we don't choose God. We don't choose Christ because it looks like a good religion. We understand that in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, the Bible says, There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved we understand that Jesus is not optional he is essential that knowing God is not something that we just tack on to the end of our life while we go about doing our own things but rather God is central and foremost in all things Jesus said God uh, John 14 And verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Even in Isaiah chapter 63, the great prophet Isaiah himself uh, really did verbalize this same kind of mentality. Because in chapter 63 and verse 16, the Bible says this, Doubtless, Isaiah is saying, thou art our father. Though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel acknowledge us not, thou O lord art our father our redeemer thy name is from everlasting there's a prayer for the presence of god that's what isaiah was looking for and that's what we are as well do you experience god's presence today is it real to you Do you know Him? Are you walking and making your decisions in this life on the basis of His ever presence with you in the person of the Holy Spirit? Why don't you pray today? Why don't you once again consecrate yourself to God? Give your life to Him. Say, Lord, I want you to be in control. And then look for opportunities for Him to magnify that throughout your day today. God bless you. Walk with Christ.